Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We asked ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. I am who I am. One black man, my hand in God's hand, trusting in that word because that word never fails me. When you see me, I come as one man, but I stand as one million men. Like the march, you'll catch that on the way out. This is You Are the Light podcast. Y'all already know who I am. It's your boy, C. Millie. Chris, a.k.a. C. Millie. They call me C. Millie because I'm about to touch a Millie. Hey, I ain't going to get into it, though. Actually, I am. Man, tonight I got a, a, a individual, man, that literally I came across. Um, I'm meeting a lot of folks in the gym. See, I don't know. But it all it all comes to fruition because we're all one mind. So the best place to meet somebody like-minded is the gym. But I came across this man at the gym, LA Fitness, and instant connection. When I say instant connection, it's an instant connection. And the reason is because his light is shining so bright. My man Silas, I got my man Silas in the building. Silas, how you feeling tonight, brother? Man, I'm feeling good. How about yourself? Fantastic, fantastic, bro. Um, my man Silas is a minister. And before I even found out that he was the minister, um, you know, we I, I kicked it off. We started talking, and one thing led to another. And, oh, man, uh, you know, minister as well. Look at God. Look at God. So I'm going to shut up. My man Silas, tell the people a little bit about yourself, brother. I'm uh, Silas Wilmore. Uh, I'm a DeSoto resident. Uh, currently, I um, uh, have a family. I'm married with three kids and have three beautiful daughters. Uh, been married for over a decade. And so, uh, you know, I've, I've, I've seen a, a, quite a few things in my relationship and in my marriage. And it's made me the man who I am today. And it's, uh, it's what I, I take. Uh, great joy in uh, building up my family and, uh, and strengthening them and uh, just caring for them. It gives me great pleasure to do everything that I can for them. And, uh, and so uh, a little bit about me, man, I'm from Louisiana, but I'm currently a Texan now. Uh, you know, I still represent Louisiana to the fullest. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm just, uh, you know, thankful to be here today. So glad that you uh, saw something in me um, and uh, glad to be here. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. Shout out to Louisiana, man. Shout out to Louisiana. Louisville and Louisiana in the building. Kentucky and Louisiana in the building. And I've been here since 2013, bro. Um, by the way of Louisville, Kentucky, shout out to the city, man. Um, but one thing for sure that I have learned while being here, if you're not actually on this side, 
um, a lot of people aren't from here. Like when I moved here, I was I moved to I, li- I started living in Arlington, and from Arlington I went to Carrollton. Everybody on 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 the north side, as far as Carrollton, Addison, that area, you ask any of them they from here, they gonna say nah. <laughs> they gonna say nah. <laughs> you know, I'm find too many. But coming on this side, as far as the south side, Soto, Duncanville, Cedar Hill area, most of the people that I meet. Um, are actually from here, so it's, it actually surprised me that you say you're from Louisiana. But yes, sir. Shout out to Louisiana, man. Oh yeah. Before we jump into it, dog, you said something that that man, fatherhood. <laughs> oh yeah. Fatherhood. It's some. Um, it's 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 one of the most amazing hoods that I've been in. But uh, it's tough, bro. It's tough. I got two. You got three. I got two boys. You got three girls. I don't think I'm gonna get no girl. <laughs> I ain't gonna get no father daughter dances or none of that. You know, uh, that's what I said about my boy. And every time I was looking for a boy, but I was, uh, you know, yeah, <laughs> just had to deal with the girl. And but it's been a it's been a tremendous blessing. And I just had to give it, man, because I I have some some clothing that I, uh, you know, I used to wear back when I was a child. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna save this for my son. Okay. And so. Okay. <laughs> Man, I tell you what, it's a uh, it's a guy named Jamil King, bro. Um, nine to five. He was a a a, a speaker at the uh, conference that uh, Et put on. Et hip hop preacher. Shout out to Et. Um, and I'm the whole. I went to the conference in September, bro, and it was in Chicago. The whole time I was going there, I'm thinking I'm about to get some gems from Et, from Inky, from the, mainly those two. Uh, but it was actually this guy, uh, Jamil King, whose whose story actually impacted me the most that weekend. And long story short, he has a son, and him and his wife was trying and trying and trying and trying for his son to the point where people told him to stop trying. And he took it amongst himself to continue to have his faith and his belief to the point where he built urinals, to the point where he... Um, Man, had had my man's whole room decked out, like everything, bro. Wrote a letter to God, everything before his son even came, and then his son ended up coming, bro. And oh, now man. he's he's going about um with his son. He actually brought his son up on stage and everything. And that story was pretty powerful because I got my two. Yeah. That 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 man, that just it hit me with another another realm of belief, another realm of faith. Like literally, like I'm talking doctors, family members. Everybody, because he got, I think he got two, and I could be wrong. He may have three, three girls previous, and he was like, "I need a boy, I need it." And I'm talking <laughs> about like the letter, the letter that he wrote to God had dude, like had his son's name and everything, and oh man, all that, like it, it blew my mind, bro. And then to have dude up there, have his son up there, talking, and, and, and he actually, uh, Jamil wrote a book for his son about his son called Faith, mm-hmm. and his son is talking about the book now, and then, yeah. Oh wow. It's major. It is, man. It's and major. You know, it's amazing the things that can come along when you just really trust and uh, and believe and have faith and everything. Some of the things that you wouldn't think would happen would happen and become possible. And like I'm still holding out for my son, but whatever uh, it's going to be is it's going to be. And uh, like I said, I'm I'm really thankful for uh, my daughter. Right. But like, hey. If if I get a son, man, then uh, then hey, that's that's definitely going to be an added blessing 
Right. And, but, you know, but sometimes there's some things that happen that come that don't come in our life. Mm-hmm. And those are just as important uh, to learn how to uh, adjust and ad- adapt to those right. as well. Right. And so that's some things that I'm learning to do and I'm growing through and growing in to be uh, to be thankful uh, for for what I have. Everything. To be thankful for everything. Simply breathing is the essence. But um, man, so <clears throat> excuse me. We've been as far as the podcast goes. Uh, we've been discussing. We're on a journey of discussing the twelve riches of life. And I started out last month, January, talking about the first of the twelve riches, was a, which is a positive mental attitude, and the importance of that. First and foremost, we can't do anything or achieve any type of success in any form or fashion without having a positive mental attitude. And it, it, it breaks down to a simple as if I was negative or if I didn't have a positive mental attitude when I came across you, this connection wouldn't have been made because I wouldn't open my mouth and the conversation, you know what I'm saying? The conversation, you might have you might have said something. And if you would have said something, then I probably, if I didn't have a positive mental attitude, it would have been like, what's up, bro? And then just kept on moving. Right. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't have been an engaging conversation. But, um, Positive mental attitude goes oh so far. Um, the second of the twelve is a is, is sound physical health. This is one that I value. Well, I value both. I value all, but the sound physical health, bro. At the end of the day, the world goes around with us, and the world will still go around if we, you know, left. But if all humans, you know what I'm saying, was was to stop going to work, aka COVID, then we know the world shuts down. But if 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 I got a million dollars, ten million, a billion dollars, whatever the case may be, and I'm not healthy, what good is that? Exactly. What good is that? And it goes a little deeper than that. But let me get your aspect, your mind, and what you think as far as first and foremost a positive mental attitude and how important it is to you. I think a positive mental attitude is vital. Um, the I mean when you break it down, I'm. I, I try to take things and I try to dismantle them to get some understanding. And when you break down uh, a positive mental attitude, let's just take the positive and put it to the side uh, because some will say that that's subjective. Uh, just to kind of hint on, on that, what I mean by that is that sometimes the things that look like they're negative uh, can uh, be revealed as a positive uh, later. And so I'm going to put the positive to the side and just take a look at the, uh, the mental attitude and the, the mindset, it, it, it puts me in the mind of a mindset. Right. If we're talking about physical health, then that's something that we have some type of, uh, uh, some, uh, some ability to push to change, to change. And so a mindset is a set, uh, a set of attitudes that a person has uh, about something or something. And then an attitude is a, uh, a set of ways to something or something. And the thing about that is that those things can be adapted and adjusted. Like there's a, there's settled ways uh, as far as the attitude. And so when you think about that and you break it down in the mental health aspect, there's a, not mental health, but. Uh, it's that way. It's mental <laughs> right. health. Yeah. It yeah. Because it's healthy, it's healthy to think right. Yeah. But having the, the right attitude is, uh, is crucial. And so, 
it's easy to do, but it's also easy not to do. A lot of the things that we're talking about, as far as uh, that's concerned, it's easy to do those things, but it's just as easy as it is to do them. It's easy not to do. And we have to have an understanding that if we're going to, to do it, then to do it. Now, I'm going to go even further with this, uh, but I'm trying to see how which one I want to put to get put to, uh, through first. So let, I'm going to give you three different levels of how you take an action. One is going to be knowledge, comprehension. Second one is comprehension. And the third one is wisdom. Now, what I mean by that in taking an action is that think of the knowledge that you receive as data. Like you receive all of this information. There's, I mean, a large amount of information and knowledge that you can get through books, online. That knowledge is just there. And it's collected like data is collected. Right. But the knowledge is only a portion of what it takes to go into action. You can have a lot of knowledge and still take no action. The knowledge that you have, it has to be transferred and converted into understanding. Basically, all of the information in the data, it needs to get to a place where it can be processed and understood. Once it's understood, then it goes into wisdom because you take the knowledge that you learn. Now that you have understanding, you know exactly what to do. You know about it and you take actions according to what you know. That's pretty much what everybody is shaped about. That's pretty much what everybody, how everybody functions is that they have knowledge, they get understanding based off of that knowledge, and they go into action, which we would call wisdom. But sometimes uh, sometimes it's, it's uh, foolish as well, because if you take the wrong knowledge and apply it, then that can become foolish. We'll get into that a little later. But I just want to really hone in on knowledge goes into understanding goes into uh, into wisdom. And if we don't take that knowledge, get understanding, then and make the, the proper actions according to that knowledge, then we'll sit right where we are and not do anything. Ah, oh, man. <laughs> so I know you saw my face lighting up as you were saying that, bro. You mentioned that you didn't want to come on and talk about what we had previously talked about, right? Mm -hmm. But I kid you not, we haven't previously talked about it, but in my notes, I can flip and there's nothing else on this page. So when I flip back to my previous notes from what I was just reading, not on what I was going to talk about today, but what I literally just wrote down earlier today, it says the attitude of the mind makes man master of money it is his to obey and his spoken word then opens vast resources of health of wealth man himself limits his supply by his limited vision sometimes the student has great res uh, uh revolution uh, i'm sorry realism um of wealth but is afraid to act the vision and the action must go hand in hand, as in the case of the man who uh, bought the fur, uh, fur line coat. Hold the perfect vision without wavering. Time to put in the action. 
I mean, it goes, I mean, anytime that, you, and it's interesting that you came up with that because like anytime that you, uh, you think about the attitude for doing something, there's no other way around the knowledge that you get. I guess I, I give you a good example. Like we're talking about physical health. Right. When we talk about physical health, don't you know that there's a lot of people that go around and they don't know anything about their body. They right. don't, they don't even try to learn anything about their bodies, how it functions. I'm talking about basic functions. I'm, I'm not a, an expert at, uh, fitness. I'm not an expert at, I'm not a doctor. Uh, I don't know any of those things, but I do know Google. And so anybody can Google general knowledge about their body. I'm going to give you an example. Now the heart. Mm -hmm. Okay. You got the heart and you, many people don't know much about their own heart unless they get sick and they go to the doctor and the doctor's telling them some things and they start looking up some stuff. But you know, a lot of the stuff that they look up is going to be stuff that, uh, that are, that's bad because they're looking at the symptoms that are caused by the things that have happened in their, in their, uh, in their situation. Yeah. All right. Now the heart, just a little, bring it down, bring it down a little rabbit hole here. The heart, uh, you got the left side, you got the right side of the heart. It has four different chambers. You got the atri atrium, you got the ventricles at the bottom. Now the left side, uh, is responsible for the, the oxygenated blood and the right side is responsible for the deoxygenated blood. Now your heart, the right side goes in, goes to the, uh, to the deo takes the deoxygenated blood, pumps it to your lungs, and then it goes back into your heart. And the other side takes that oxygenated blood and pumps it through uh, your body. Okay. So that's how your, uh, your body receives all of the different nutrients and the oxygen and everything from, from your heart. And that's just a general, heart function. Now, what a lot of people really don't know about the heart is that there is a, uh, uh, there's a, a heart, there's a, a node in the heart that's called the, uh, uh, I can't think of what it's called, but what it does is the, uh, it'll come to me in a moment. I'm just so excited about it. There's a <laughs> node in the heart that doesn't have, in, that you don't have any control over. It tells your heart to pump. It sends an electrical uh, signal and your heart contracts and then your heart uh, relaxes and that's mm -hmm. how your heart beats. Now this happens before you are even born mm -hmm. where it starts to pump and mm -hmm. it starts to, to beat. Mm -hmm. It beats about 60 times, 60 to a hundred times uh, a minute. Now you don't tell your heart to, to beat. Right. You don't tell that, uh, that signal to that electronic signal to, to beat your heart. Right. You have no control over it whatsoever. How, but it does it, whether you tell it to or not. You can't. You have no control over it. What I'm trying to get here is this. In life, there is some things that we try to force control over. We try to make change by forcing change. Mm -hmm. However, there's some things that we can't control the same way in your heart. There's some things that we can't control that will that that we have no power to to change. However, if we adapt and adjust in a way that it has to adapt to us, then we force it to change. What I mean by that is that 
Remember when I told you about the heart beating and it does it on its own. Mm -hmm. If you increase your activity when you're, uh, when you're working out, mm -hmm. if you're going running, if you're jogging, if you're playing with your kids, if you're doing whatever to elevate your heart levels, if you do it regularly enough, then it increases your heart rate. Now, now how is it increasing your heart rate when you can't tell it? It is adjusting and adapting to you, what you're doing. So there are things that we can do, even if we don't have control over, that we can do that will cause the effect that's needed to have it to change anyway. I'm talking to somebody today. Man, say, and I'm I'm a I'm a call I'm a call him out. I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna be honest, Alan. If you are listening to this, boy, hey. So shout out to Alan, man. Alan Bali, you my man, bro. I love you. I got a minister here. He just literally said, you know, what I'm saying this is for you. Check. We have no control over certain things, right? So, what we do have control over is ourselves, right? And just as you said, if we are doing what we need to do to up our heart rate, then that's going to allow that node to strengthen and to understand that it needs to get more, you know, more stronger, more powerful, right? When it comes to this life, things are going to happen. Things are going to happen to you if you live, when you live long enough, not if you live long enough, when you live long enough. Things happen all the time to everybody. And it's, it's not about what happens to you, it's how you react to what happens to you. If one is taking care of themselves, and understanding that they're connected, understanding the connectedness to our God, and understanding where they where they come from and what they're doing, they master themselves. And when they master themselves, they get a chance to master the world around them. AKA, take care of your node, and the world will adjust to it. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Making that connection to what you just said. Things are going to happen. Me and my dude had a conversation here just recently because I'm putting together, and you know this, I'm putting together my Mastermind Alliance. So I hit up dude, and he's going through it. Control what you can control. God's going to take care of everything else. Right. If he talks, if he, if, if, if he tells you to do something, if he's speaking to you, and you hear him but act like you don't hear him or whatever the case may be you might not even hear him mm -hmm. he's gonna push you and put you where he, where he needs you to be it's about how you react to it people say people say health is wealth and a lot of folk don't understand how you know what i'm saying and i got access to the how you take care okay before i say that let me ask you this, and then I'll let you let you continue. Okay. What's the number one thing you're willing to work on your entire life without being compensated for? On yourself. Right. So, um, me being me, doing what I just did, I stepped out on faith in September, and um, by October, not by about no, before I stepped out, I had my my first business started, but by October, I had my second one but I was doing everything myself. And to 
get the numbers just to get your basically your social security number for your business your EIN mm-hmm. is three hundred dollars right three hundred bucks to get your EIN that ain't even the basics the bare minimum of starting a company or right. business that's the, that's the deposit that's the commitment deposit yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a nutrition company out here in this world and it, it's called Herbalife right. And Herbalife is the number one nutrition company in the world, literally. If you ask Siri, your phone, whatever the case, she's going to tell you the truth. It only costs $125 to buy into this company. And you spend $125, you now have access to make money in over 96 countries. And people, people, look, at this, people look at this company and they, they shun it. For whatever reason, at the end of the day, this company is is the blueprint is this. You you, you got an iPhone, you use an iPhone. Apple came up to you, whoever from Apple came up to you, like, hey, Silas, I got this idea for you. You, know, you. you use our product, use the iPhone. How about you give me a thousand dollars, and you can buy into the company. So now, when you give me that thousand dollars for every iPhone that you sell, or no, 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 for every iPhone that you buy, not sell, for every iPhone that you buy now, for every iPhone that you purchase, instead of, instead of paying full price, you're going to get a 25% profit off. So for every, let's say $100, you're saving 25 right? Mm-hmm. So once you upgrade your phone five times, you now move up to a 35% discount. And then once you by 10 phones, you move up to a uh, 50% discount. So now for every 100, you're making or you saving 50 bucks. On the contrary, for every person that you get to get an iPhone from us, at the beginning, for every $100, we'll give you 25. Oh. And after five people, you're way up to 35%. And then after 10 people, you at the 50%. So now for every $100 you sell, you're making 50. Would you buy into that Apple Care for a thousand dollars? It sounds like a good, a good, uh, a good idea. <laughs> that's that's pretty much <laughs> all that they did. They they <clears throat> mastered the, the the health industry as far as the product, the protein goes. Um, and once you buy in that, once you spend that one twenty five, you now are able to get their product at a twenty five percent discount, and you work your way up to a fifty percent discount. And for everybody that you get to purchase their product starting out, you make 25 off every 100 and it goes up to 50. People say they don't, they don't, they don't sell, they don't, they don't work in sales. It's not about selling. Mm-hmm. If you use the products enough, if you are disciplined enough to, because the workout's only 20%, the rest of it's what you're putting in, the other 80 is what you're putting into your body. Right. So if you're simply using these products and staying consistent, there's gonna be a change, right? Mm-hmm. And if you got people around you who you should, your mastermind alliance, people that say they love you, you know, your friends, your family, they're gonna see a change. You don't have to say nothing. They'll walk up to you and be like, Silas, you are looking good, man. What are you doing? I'm just taking my herbal life out of. That's it. 
And that's a good point. I'm not familiar with that that industry, but I have heard of it due to a lot of different people that I've uh, been uh, around and communicated with over time. But it sounds like it's a it's a great uh, like position to be in as far as uh, setting up yourself financially and everything. Uh, but I would I would even con- like if I was selling, I would really push the fact of the the, the benefits of of what the product yeah. uh, produces. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's, that alone that's, should be enough to trigger someone to to make a a purchase of it because of the benefits that it will bring to them, not only uh, health wise but financial. I I would look at the financial uh, point as a, a plus, but the health being the uh, the major reason and the uh, the number one reason to get that and everything. And I I, don't, I have never sold it, and I and I haven't talked to anybody about selling it. But that would just uh, taking a, a simple sales principle would just really sell the, 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 what the product is going to uh, produce. Going back to this main topic of what we talk about is that when people see us uh, coming from the gym and everything, they see us from the outside uh, and they see the, the, the results of all of the thoughts and everything and all of the physical activity that we've done uh, along the way. And so, the outward, whatever they can see, is something that has been produced through time from the inside. And a lot of people kind of get that uh, mixed up. And and it's just talking about that mind, having that mindset to have an understanding to know that the things that you see on the outside come from something that's produced uh, from within, whether it be work, hard times at the gym, and, and also eating healthy and eating right. And so when we know that and understand that we make the right conscious decisions uh, to enhance that. And so it's just a lot of different things that we really have to get ourselves abreast to and really have to come into a great, greater understanding of so that we can produce the things that, that, that we're trying to, uh, to produce uh, on the outside. It comes from within. Another example, I know, and I know you're just chomping at the bit, but I just, here's another example of that. Les uh, Brown always talks about, he, gives, he quotes everybody, but it's one quote that he talks about uh, that, as a man think it, it's uh, written by James Allen, and he talks mm-hmm. about uh, the man's mind is like a garden. Mm-hmm. It's still going with what you just said. What, whatever is planted in the man's mind, it's uh, what you'll eventually start to see uh, produced through his actions. And so it's like a sum of whatever you have not only thought about, but received as far as like through the eyes and through the ears, all of those things, man. Okay, that's Think and grow rich and polling your heels. It's similar too, uh, and uh, that's a great one too. I read that when I was nineteen, and uh, and it really brought a lot of insight on a lot of different things. And the things that we take in physically, the things that we ingest, the things that we that we eat, those things. I mean, your body takes those things and and gets the nutrients from it, the nourishment from it, and it it uh, not only does it do that, but, uh, okay, man, I'm going down the rabbit hole. We got time. Have at it. Okay, Have at here's it. another example. Of what, I know, hold on, what the, I, hold, the, hold your place on the uh, how you think and the sowing seeds there. Mm-hmm. Okay, just a little bit more about your body. The, your body has an in, endocrine system, which is basically made up of, of the glands and, uh, and uh, different types of glands that produce uh, hormones and chemicals 
Now, what these things do is like whenever you, in, whenever you ingest, intake, I'm talking about things that you take in into your body. Those things then go to work. They go down into your intestines, lower intestines, then they come out as molecules, chemicals, and everything. Now, what your body does is that when you intake some food, that your pancreas is a part of the endocrine system. The uh, reason why I mention this is because a lot of us in our community are dealing with diabetes. Mm-hmm. And yep. so a lot of people are familiar with this, but I'm, so I'm going to use it as an example. The pancreas, when we ingest food, uh, the, the food gets broken down and then there's a lot of sugars, glucose uh, that's taken from it. As soon as your body receives that, it starts to trigger your uh, pancreas to create insulin. The insulin then takes itself and attaches itself to the, uh, uh, to the glucose, where it then uh, takes his arm around it and transports him and walks him over to the liver and then other parts of the body to store. And your pancreas does this automatically, doesn't tell anybody. As soon as it, uh, the, the glucose is raised, it sends, out, uh, it, it sends those, uh, uh, the, the insulin out, it attaches and it stores it where it needs to go so that it can elevate, it can uh, either yeah. elevate uh, or bring down your blood sugar. Okay, yeah. now, if your blood sugar is too low after you fasted, after you've uh, uh, just haven't eaten, then your liver uh, starts to produce glucose and sends it out so that it can raise your uh, your uh, blood sugar. Now, here's the thing: since a lot of people don't know that they they intake too much, they eat too much, they take too much sugar in, and so what this does through time is it 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 haywires your natural system into not functioning properly. So now you got type one diabetes where the, you're not producing enough insulin uh, to bring down your blood sugar. So that's why your blood sugar goes up. Type two diabetes, uh, you, you, it doesn't even tolerate insulin. So uh, it's insulin intolerant. And so there's a balance to what we intake and how, and I, I firmly believe that better understanding of our bodies on a general level, I, like I said, I ain't no doctor. Thanks. I just look it up. Thanks. And just to learn a little bit more about your body will help you not only with your own health, but also with how you function in the world. Because a lot of times through, through the word, there's a lot of comparison to the body. There's a lot of comparison, like I, as Christ, as, I mean, as the church, as the body, as uh, every, all of the people connected as the body. But yet we don't know how the body functions. So how are we able to understand how the church functions or has believers function and people who are uh, followers of Christ function? We have to understand our bodies so that we can understand how we uh, work with one another and do things uh, together. Only got one body. Back to the second part of that that connects all of that is the, uh, the, the things that we had that are planted in our mind. Same thing with that. When we in- intake mess, mess uh, gets planted and then it gets watered with a little bit more mess and then at the time you start conforming to the things that have been sitting there growing in your mind whether it be whatever the things that you hear the things that you see affect how you act whether you know it or not because it does it involuntary the same way with the uh so uh, I'm going to get that word in a minute. What is that word, man? I'm trying to think of it. It's the uh, 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 sino, sinoatrial. 
node. But we know we're talking. We're just going to call it node for short. The sinoatrial node, which is the thing that I'm trying to compare that works uh, outside of how of your control. Right. And so the yeah. same things with the things that are planted in your mind work outside of your control and begin to sprout. If you don't manage your garden, your mind, then I mean, look at look at some of some of some of our uh, watchers' backyards. If you don't mow your yard, your grass, then it grows. And guess what? Not only does it grow uh, high in the grass, but there's birds that drop seeds and everything. Mm -hmm. People come in and drop seeds. Everything that was uh, dropped there is going to start to sprout up, and it's going to start to uh, to to bear fruit. And that's why we have to manage our minds to, to cut those things off and cut those things down that are trying to grow that is not going to bear the fruit that we want it to bear. <laughs> My boy just dropped some some hella gems on y'all. When I say some hella gems, man, you said you said you said you you become what you think. And when you said that, bro, like it, it, it immediately took me to thinking about the Chinese bamboo tree. And I always reference the Chinese bamboo tree because it talks about success, right? And it says, um, and the way and the way I be explaining it and what I be saying, and it's about to completely change because of what you just said. But I usually reference like, hey, you know, it's a Chinese bamboo tree. You you plant the seed. You water it, you nurture it, you see nothing happen for five years. For five years of, of hard work, you're going to be taking care of this seed, this place where you planted this seed, and you're not going to see nothing. And that fifth year, as soon as you see it sprout through the ground, not only is it going to sprout, it's going to blossom and bloom to 90, 80, 90 feet in six weeks. I'm talking about get up there. When you, when you mention you begin to look like what you intake and what you ingest, I started literally just thinking about where I've been. In the past six years since I planted that seed, and that seed was when I asked God to use me, like what I look like on that ocean, January the 4th, what was it, uh, 2017, when I turned 30 years old. I literally sat at that ocean after two of my best friends got killed in 2014, my big cousin got killed in 2015. My big brother, who had been arrested, locked up for 22 years, he actually got out in 2016. And I literally saw the vision that I'm living in now, to which me and my brother was going to be going out and sharing our story to change the world, right? And at that time, I'm sitting at the edge of the ocean, and I literally say, God, I'm ready. I'm ready for you to use me. I planted that seed, right? And sitting at that ocean, I was, at that time, on top of the world. When I say on top of the world, I was turning 30. I just said my, my cousin got murdered not even two years earlier, and he didn't make the C-30. He was 29 when, he, when it happened. And... I had money. I was working for AT&T in sales at the time, so I was getting money. I had an apartment in Dallas, Texas. I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, so I'm the project. I had an apartment in Dallas, Texas. I had a timeshare. 
Credit score was over 700. Had cars, motorcycle, all types, you know. Mm-hmm. I, felt like, I literally felt like I was on top of the world. I planted that seed and I asked God to use me. And before I say this, the trouble that I got into was very subtle. And it happened in my early ages. Like I got uh, locked up for stealing from a, a store that was like uh, dealers. That used to be, it was called Bacon's where I was at. But I was like 13, 12, 13 years old. And I just went to the YC and my mom came and got me in. Outside of that, no trouble, no issues. Master's degree, all that. As soon as I said that, as soon as I cast that seed, the whole world changed. I'm talking about I went from high to lowest of lows. Mm. And I experienced things that I prided myself on not experiencing my entire life, but I needed that as a part of my story. Mm-hmm. And the guy that I saw on that ocean is definitely not the guy you see right here, right now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that, that seed that was planted is is this. And it, it just, when you said that, like, it, it, it is so true, bro. It is man. so true. That's a powerful story, man. That's a powerful and you know what ties all of that together is when you ask God to use you, and then you start to see that things change. You can compare that to things being burnt off mm-hmm. in your life, things mm-hmm. that is going to take away from the purpose that, that you have. Uh, it's all being affected by this new regenerated outlook on life. It reminds me of. It's a thing that this, I mean, I mean, a lot of, uh, what do you call it, um, public speakers mention this, talking about uh, as a man thinketh in his heart. I mean, as a man thinketh, so is he. Mm-hmm. Now, that Proverbs 23 and 7, if you want to look it up, mm-hmm. it says that as a man thinketh in his heart. Mm-hmm. I want to hit you, not hit you, but I want to just take it there for a moment. A lot of people, and it goes back, ties back into what we're talking about. A lot of people try to uh, just, just think, have the thoughts come in, but never take the time to let them uh, nurture and, and really just stick. They're there. You have some knowledge of some things. You can recite some things. You can repeat some things. But it, if it never gets to that understanding and to down into the heart, then it's just like what that proverb is talking about. Because right before that, it's talking about a, a man who will tell you one thing, but do another. The actions that we do come from the heart. The words that we say could come from the head, and, uh, and but a lot of times from the heart. But how you test that is when you're dealing with something and when you're faced with some hardships, the true self comes out. As people, oh man, I, oh my bad, I, that, I don't know what happened. I don't know where that came from. That's, yeah. that's really the heart coming out. And so we have to really be uh, mindful of that. Now, when you're sitting there on the beat praying, uh, telling the Lord, Lord, I need you to uh, to use me, then what happens is that understanding of God transforms the heart. Mm-hmm. And you have this power that you do, don't have before now because you have been empowered by God. God is directed. Remember, he says that my ways are better than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. You think that you can think something, but if you are in the under the influence of the Spirit of God, then now you're thinking uh, like he's thinking. You're thinking how you want him to think. So 
However, while I'm getting you there, I want you to I want you to go through some things so that I can give you some strength so that you can not trust in your own strength, but trust in mine. Not trust in your own own uh, abilities, but trust that I can bring you through. Even if you look like you're insufficient, you have the strength to get way above where you could go on your own power because you're using his. Uh, you know what? I ain't even gonna lie to you. We're gonna drop the mic. <laughs> We're gonna drop the mic, bro. I'm gonna I'm 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 let the people marinate on that, dog. Because at the end of the day, that's all it is. Um, it's bigger than me. It's it's beyond me. Me and my 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 oldest, my two year old. Me and Legend was on our way to church a few Sundays ago, bro. Mm-hmm. On our way to church on on 35. Going going to Friendship West right off 20. Thank God it was not raining. Thank God the roads was dry. I'm in the lane, the second lane from the end on the left side. And, you know, you got, uh, when you pass Doesn't Run, you got Wintergreen. I think it's Daniel Dale or something like that. After mm-hmm. that. Right there, Daniel Dale. When they merging, bro, This it was a car getting on and it was a, it was a Tesla in the lane to the right of me. For some odd reason, the Tesla panicked. Car wasn't even in his lane. The Tesla panics and starts to merge into my lane. I veer, and thank God nobody was on my left, and right. it wasn't raining because I, you know, I swerved and got back in. But had it been raining or anything, and I did that, jerked that wheel, right? So, wow, it's over. Because I'm talking about it was, it was a reaction. You know what I'm saying? I just see a car coming, and I'm like, oh. And I, that little. And I just like, whoa, daddy. Whoa, no. No, daddy. <laughs> and I say word, no. Daddy, no. Like, what you mean, no? I can't I can't not do that. But yeah, bro. Thank God nothing happened. Absolutely. It's all, it's all God. I definitely I definitely know that he's, that he's there. Absolutely. Now, uh, in instances like that, I understand that the power of God is beyond what we can even imagine. And and I do believe that he he protects us Facts. and he covers doubt. us and everything happens in his timing. And so there are some things that uh, that ha- happen to us and due to his uh, provision and his protection, we are covered. And the reason why I say it like that is because somebody, somebody may say, well, uh, well, what about the times where something was allowed to happen to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, those things are hard to explain, but it goes back to just having an understanding that, you know what, I don't understand this, but I still trust God and that all things, uh, you know, just work together for, uh, for those who are in the Lord right. and who, uh, who are called according to his will. And so there are some things that we can't understand, however we still have to put our trust in to know that this is going to work for the glory of God. Absolutely. You telling your story is just that somebody is going to hear it, that it's going to be impacted. It's going to change the trajectory of their their life. And so I don't count anything that I go through as as something light. Everything that I go through, I try to take it and take charge of it and and uh, and use it to uh, to enhance uh, the story that I have to tell and my testimony. 
and and I, I think that's why a lot of those things occur to you because of the plans that are in your life that you are going to be impacting people. So you really have to have some some uh, some examples of that trust that you're telling people about. And that's the main thing. That's the main. That's the main thing. And that the reason why that is is because. <laughs> And I sat at the edge of that ocean and turned 30 and asked God to use me. I was I was thinking that the story was going to be, you know, yin and yang. I've, I've done everything good. My brother made one wrong decision, and he ended up here. God said, humble yourself, young man. You got your own story. Here you go. Grow through this. Grow through this. Man, really, I'm going uh, to say it to be continued, bro. Okay. I'm going to say it to be continued because I personally, I enjoyed this conversation, bro. I did too, and man. And I need, I need more of it. And I'm sure the people will too. So I ain't going to say how many more he going to give us, <laughs> but I'm definitely going to say this is going to be a to be continued. So, man, y'all stay tuned, man. Y'all, y'all stay on the lookout, man. Me and Silas going to drop some more knowledge for y'all. Lovely, lovely, love ya, love ya. Peace. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We asked ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It is not just in some of us. It is in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, Our presence automatically liberates others.